Well, hey there, streakers. It has been a couple of days. I have been uh, under the weather, and I recorded a podcast about being under the weather, and it's continued day after day. However, I still have been doing my streaks and keeping those alive, even though some of them have been at the bare minimum. I have been doing them, and that's been important. There's a lot of good reasons as to why you do your streaks, as I talked about before, probably reiterate again, why you do your streaks even when you're feeling under the weather, and what it can do for you to move you forward. As we get into the streaking podcast today, there are several things that I wanted to talk with you about. One of them is the streak to actually record this podcast. I want to talk to you about that, as well as this whole idea about the intelligent use of words. With that, I'm Jeff Downs. This is the Streaking Podcast. Let's start streaking. As I mentioned to you, being under the weather has given me new appreciation for the whole idea of making something laughably simple so that you can be consistent and consecutive with it. Some may ask, why do you need to do it when you're not feeling good? When you are feeling down and out or under the weather, I believe that because I did my streaks, many of the things that I felt as far as some of the blueness that comes along with feeling sick, not feeling up to doing things, some of the achiness that comes along, that it's helped me to manage that. Now, I'm not perfect at it. (laughs) In fact, yesterday, Jamie and I, well, yesterday and the day before, Jamie and I had uh, quite the disagreement with one another, just speaking about uh, some of the things that are happening in our lives. And we had that cold silence for a little while. Have you had that before? (laughs) Where neither one of you is going to say much of anything to the other one because anything you do say, it's like a spark on white gasoline. It will explode and explode fast. Yesterday, we were able to resolve everything and come to a further determination as to what we can do differently, better, more consistently in order to communicate better with each other. Some of you may be asking, oh, I wonder what it was that they were fighting and on about. Oh, you could just say that, you know, in in 32, 33 years of marriage, there are past things that come up based on insecurities that I have or that she has. And those insecurities come into play. And if you've noticed this before in your communication in marriage, there's a lot of times where I will cover my insecurities with a a number of different strategies. One of those strategies is to push the other person's buttons far enough that they get angry that that I can cover my insecurities in their anger. Well, you're mad at me now. So obviously I'm in the right here. When in actuality, I'm not in the right. I'm just trying to compensate for some of the things that I feel insecure about. In fact, in your life, you will see that insecurities can be covered by arrogance. Insecurities can be covered by despondence or depression. Insecurity can be covered in so many ways. One of the things that Brene Brown talks about is vulnerability and being able to tell your life story. In telling your life story and being able to tell your life story, what you're doing is allowing your insecurities to show. Being able to say to people, yeah, I'm not secure in this this area. For me personally, when I feel insecurities the most, I get highly defensive and highly aggressive. So those two things almost act in concert with each other. I defend my position ardently and I act 
aggressively to go after someone so that I can cover what I'm feeling in the inside. To combat this particular insecurity or the insecurities that I feel to combat it, that's where I rely on the intentional deliberate streaks that I have. One of them in particular, and I've talked about quite a bit, is to pray for charity every single day, to feel that charity and to know that those insecurities, they're, not only are they going to be real, they're going to be there and I need to own up to that. I believe that takes a lot of courage to own up to it, to own up to something you feel insecure about. Am I going to be a, a good enough provider? It's one of the insecurities that I have. Am I going to be able to fulfill what is necessary for us to maintain our lifestyle or what we like to do? Again, another insecurity that I have. And each one of those, uh, I'll give you one in particular that um, I, I don't feel intelligent enough or smart enough to be able to do some of the things that I'm required to do in my profession or with streaking or with other areas. And that's an insecurity. And how do you combat all those? What do, what do you do with them? How do you work with insecurities in such a way that you're able to recognize them and also move forward with confidence? My favorite saying is from my daughter, Natalia, who said, confidence, or excuse me, humility is the confidence to be corrected. I'm vulnerable enough and I'm humble enough to be able to be corrected. <laughs> I also have confidence and courage that that correction is going to help me to progress, to be better, to really move down the path of improvement. This is where I see the opportunity for each one of us to look at it and say, what one or two streaks can I set that will allow me to be able to make progress in the area of not covering my insecurities with arrogance, with defensiveness or aggressiveness, but to allow myself to be vulnerable, authentic, and real. One of those may be to receive feedback at least one time every week and to accept that feedback, whether it be negative or positive. I think more so on the positive side, if it's uh, here, here's one of the areas when I know I'm covering or I'm, I have an insecurity that was hit when I get feedback and I immediately go on the defensive. Well, it was this way because of this, that, and the other. I know at that moment, boy, they hit right at the heart of what it was I was feeling insecure about. Or if I start pressing my point in a really powerful and aggressive way, I also know that they've hit right at that point. This is part of the self-awareness that comes from the activity that you're striving to do every single day or that you're doing every day in a streak. You're looking at yourself deliberately and intentionally and seeing what makes yourself tick. This is what happened, not yesterday, but the day before, I was just feeling despondent. I wasn't feeling my full self. And Jamie asked me, well, what is it that you're feeling? What's going on? And I couldn't pinpoint it. I didn't know what it was. And then when I happened on it, I started to go aggressive to protect the insecurity that I had. It had to be with, it was about providing, being able to provide for our family and our lifestyle and our needs. And as soon as I saw it, what she had asked me, as soon as I saw it, Man, something welled up in me and I was just like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm, I don't want to face this anymore. That's what I felt inside. And I protected it. 
And that led to a long conversation with Jamie and I over, like I said, that steely silence. And then the next day, which was yesterday, being able to get at the root of what it was that I was feeling, being willing to apologize for my own, uh, for, for my protection of my insecurity, my defense and aggressiveness. And then also to be able to look forward to say, how can we work together in moving uh, in moving forward with uh, a better solution the next time that this probably comes up? Because it will come up again. It just does. The, the insecurities, they get better through time, but they always are a part of life. And the insecurity that I feel now may not be the same that I feel later, but there's probably some relation to it. And as I hopefully improve and get better, that means that I'm recognizing and seeing other areas where I'm deficient. And that deficiency can cause a little bit of difficulty. And I, again, go back to my standbys, aggressive and defensive, in order to protect myself. Interesting, huh? That we would protect our insecurities, that we would protect the areas that really we need to be vulnerable in order to be stronger. I talked to you just a little bit. I In, in, in the introduction and in talking about what I wanted to share with you today, another thought that came to mind, oh, and by the way, just before I get to that thought, one of my streaks is to record a podcast every day. Now, if you have subscribed and are a follower, you saw that I didn't post a podcast for the last couple of days. However, I did record one. Now, why didn't I post it if I recorded it? Posting it takes just a little bit more effort, work, and energy than I had to give yesterday and the day before. There is a little bit more that goes into it. There's some editing that needs to happen. There's particular uh, fields that need to be filled out in the podcast carrier there are just a little bit more work that I will just tell you is somewhat of, uh, it's monotonous. <laughs> the podcast, this is actually fun. It's fun to be able to talk to you and discuss with you. What are the different thoughts and feelings in my heart and mind? It, the, the more monotonous part is actually getting it packaged and ready to post. And there's just a few things that go in with that. So when I created the streak, because you know that I'd been considering it for quite some time as far as should I have a daily streak to podcast every single day. And I had given it a test run a couple of different times. I actually never set the streak because I don't set it until now I know myself well enough by how many years I've been streaking for the last eight years that when I happen on the right activity, after I test and try and figure and and do a couple of different experiments, I know then what the right activity is that I need to do in order to get the, the, the right combination of activity for a streak. What I was doing with the podcast is experimenting. When, when I travel, am I able to do the podcast? When I am not feeling well, am I able to do the podcast? It, all of these things took a few months to work out. And then I happened on what... It really was that I wanted as a streak, which was to record at least one podcast every day. That is different than publishing. The reason it's different is because the publishing part requires a little bit more um, 
or, or it has a little bit more dependencies. It requires, yes, some monotony in the regards to what you publish and post and put forward. It's a little bit, I would say, harder. Whereas recording a podcast is not as hard because the dependency, as long as I have my phone with me, I can use that to record a podcast and then upload that to the system if I'm going to publish for that day. Now, the the hope and the idea is to obviously publish as many times as possible, meaning that on a daily basis. But as you saw and as I experienced, that's not always the, uh, the, the case. So how does this apply across the board and why do I even bring it up? In your professional life, as you start doing different professional activities, there are there's the floor of the activity that you want to do. I was talking to a sales professional yesterday. No, was it yesterday or the day before? I was talking to a sales professional and I was talking to them about what they wanted to do in regards to their business. What was, what was the activity that they needed to do, the goal that they needed to set? They said, you know, I really don't need to set a goal. I know what my sales targets are. I understand what I need to accomplish uh, for those sales targets. What I don't have is the consistency of the activity of prospecting. And so this sales professional looked at it and said, what I can do on a weekly basis for, he said, I wanted to, I want to set a streak. And the streak is this, I'm going to do at least two hours of prospecting weekly. Now, two hours of prospecting for this seasoned sales professional is a, a floor. It's a laughably simple floor. For someone else, it may be not high enough. And for others, it may be um, too high. But for this individual, the laughably simple was the floor, which is I can do at least two hours. And then if I do more than two hours, that's great. Notice also the verbiage, at least two hours. I set the floor, the minimum, that allows me then to have success in order to go forward and continue to have more success. This is, is why when you take an opportunity to really look at your behaviors and who you want to be and how you want to be that person, understanding and knowing the activity that's going to get you there and then doing it consistently will be the difference maker. In one of the slide decks that I have, and this is in regards to sale too, there's a great big sales conference that's going on that I'll be joining next week. Uh, the prospecting challenge from an individual by the name of Robert Collier says that he, he gives you this quote, quote, success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out. That is a streak. Absolutely a streak every single time. So in your professional life, as you look at what you want to accomplish, who you want to be, analyze Look at, consider, what's the activity that's going to get me to where I need to go? What is the laughably small part of that? And now set a streak around it where you're doing it every single day and share it. Share it. Share with people what it is that you're doing. And there may it may be right up at front, you don't. But later on, as you get going and have success, you'll want to share it. Because success begets success. And when you're sharing it with someone else and they're having success, you're both going to build each other. Final word, final thought for the day. Jamie and I were talking a lot about our use of language. And when I mean language, I've noticed that there are people who will make 
a excessive use of expletives in their language. And I've often thought why. What is it about an expletive that is something that some people choose to use all the time? Why use an expletive? And some of the expletives, and they range in they range in offensiveness, if you will. Expletives that are highly offensive to those that are somewhat offensive. And I was thinking to myself, what is it about an expletive that we can use? And as Jamie and I were talking about this, she was saying to me, there are some times where I cannot find the right word to express my feelings or emotions. And she said, and I think that that is one of the reasons why people will use expletives. Now, in saying this, it almost sounds like I'm saying Jamie uses (laughs) excessive expletives. She doesn't. (laughs) We were more just expressing to each other sometimes our frustration of not being able to come up with the right word to be able to describe what it is that we're feeling inside. And that if you turn to an expletive, it, it just it's there, it's immediate, and it gives you the opportunity to express surprise, disappointment, difficulty, anger, pain. All of those things are rolled up in one word, and I don't have to think of anything else. One of the streaks that I have is to review at least one vocabulary word every day. Now, in that review, I'm not studying it, I'm not memorizing it, I'm not striving diligently to use it in a sentence for today. What I'm doing is reviewing that one vocabulary word in order to help my brain think about what words can be used in those moments when it seems that words are not available, when they're not right at mind. Can I use a word that's different than an expletive? Can I find something that will adequately express what I'm feeling, joy, elation, happiness, frustration, sadness, difficulty? Can I find those words that will then Give me the opportunity to express what it is I'm thinking or feeling without having to use something that is just easy to use. Because let's be honest with each other. Expletives are easy to use. They're a piece of cake. (laughs) It's not hard to think of it. And it does produce the desired um, effect, which is to almost, almost communicate your feeling to someone else. They see it, feel it, think it, hear it uh, almost immediately. Well, can we do it in a way that is better than, more valuable than using an expletive? And I would say we can. I invite you to give it a try. See what happens. That's all the time I have today. Thank you so much for listening in. I'm Jeff Downs. This is The Streaking Show. If you want to learn more about streaking, you can buy the book at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, or anywhere books are sold. You can also download the streaking app and learn all about streaking. Go to the Learn and How to Streak, set your own streak, see what others are doing, discover your own, share it with others. You'll love it. Until we talk again, keep streaking.